welcome to episode 21. Welcome this week. I have recorded this, I don't know, the start of this podcast like three or four times now because of noise. (laughs) Um, But luckily I was only a couple of minutes into it. So I'm just going to apologise now if there are any more noises because I am not going to press stop anymore. Um, Whether it be bins being rolled in because it's bin day or my washing machine downstairs making noise. I got back from teaching my last retreat to just endless washing um, and bed linen washing. One of Hendrik's friends was over, so I have kind of, yeah, been doing lots and lots of washing. Anyway, that's aside from the point. So I am back from teaching and facilitating my last retreat before baby. What? What? This has been such a moment that I have kind of not been able to see past. I saw one of my pregnant friends, um, Katie, yesterday, and I was saying to her, you know, it's been such a point that I've been leading up to. I never really thought about what happens after I've taught this retreat. Um, So I'm a little bit lost right now, but... As Hendrik reminded me today, he was like, you seem really agitated. And I'm like, yes, but I've got all this energy. I want to do stuff. I I don't know what I'm meant to be doing because I haven't really planned in anything for after the retreat. I mean, all I have that I'm really focusing on at the moment is the podcast, um, trying to get the baby's room ready, trying to make sure that I feel ready, both mentally and physically feel ready. Um, But yeah, other than that, I haven't really thought too much past it. I have a couple of... um, I guess baby showers slash baby gatherings, I'm not too keen on the whole baby shower word, coming up, which is really, really exciting. So I think once I've settled into this period of time, I will really start to look forward to those things. But retreat went really well. Loads of you were messaging me, which was really sweet, DMing me and emailing me, kind of checking in. Um, That was really sweet of you. Thank you. I, I... had the best group of people, the best group of girls, and they were so helpful with absolutely everything, and even though it was a wonderful retreat, um, my energy levels stayed really high, they didn't really seem to droop. I think yesterday, kind of, I don't know, around lunchtime, I got home, the cot had arrived, I built the cot, there were a couple of things that, little niggles with the cot, like a screw that didn't work, and I felt myself starting to get quite frustrated, and I thought, okay, no, I am actually really tired, I should probably just sit down, but instead, I went for coffee and cake with my friend, (laughs) which was really, really nice, and actually just what I needed, because had I stayed at home, I definitely wouldn't have stopped, definitely wouldn't have stopped, but we had the most beautiful weather for our retreat, I think some of it might still be on my Instagram if you want to go and have a look, but Yeah, we had the most incredible weather. I can't remember the last time I actually went out supping in a bikini and I was too hot in Sorkham. I mean, normally there's a a wind, quite a breeze, um, which makes things quite chilly, but there was nothing, absolutely nothing. So we did sup yoga, we did yoga outside. Um, Luce, one of my friends, ran a fitness class on the beach one morning. We ate food outside, we had breakfast, oh my gosh, it was just, it was just the best weather, I couldn't have hoped for more, and I couldn't have hoped for for a more wonderful group of people to celebrate my last retreat for a little while, I definitely will be coming back and doing retreats, and I really hope that um, some slightly different retreats are in the making, Uh, but I'm not going to focus on those, because if I do focus on those now, then I know what I'm like, I will get them organised and planned and in the diary, and online 
and then who knows what's going to happen with baby. So I think it's just best if I take a step back completely. <laughs> so from now on, yeah, it's just going to be focusing on podcast really and sharing this really wonderful time with you all and really trying to connect with as many of you as possible and share some useful information with you all, some um, useful stuff, which I have for you this week. Um, I was chatting with one of my friends the other day who has had quite a few babies and um, is surrounded, a lot of her friends have had quite a few babies and I asked her, what is the most useless thing that you have ever bought for your baby? And she said, a baby bath. Because I was definitely thinking about getting one of those because our bath is really low down and it just, it wouldn't be possible to kind of keep your back (laughs) in good shape and also bath your baby so we're actually going to use our sink we've got a couple of sinks upstairs um, and also we've got a big butler's sink downstairs so I think we're just going to use our sink um, because I don't really see the need for a baby bath right now but I would love to hear your feedback on if some of you have bought baby baths or if you use a baby bath if it's really beneficial or if you think I really should be buying one I mean, we were shown a baby bath in our NCT class uh, last uh, last week, week before last, and it was literally a plastic bucket. It was a plastic bucket, and she said it was uh, £20 for this plastic bucket, and I thought, that is absolutely ridiculous, that's insane, why don't you just get a car washing bucket or something like that? Um, and I am really trying to buy as few things as I possibly can uh, that um, that don't have any pra- uh, plastic. So, or as few things that have plastic. So yeah, not that much that has plastic. I really apologise for if you feel I'm rambling in this podcast already. But I'm really struggling this week to get my words out. I think I am tired and also got a bit of baby brain definitely going on. I saw my other friend yesterday um, in the morning for coffee. And she's got two children, but one of them was with her. And uh both of us together could not get our words out. It was it was really funny. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, so I am 33 weeks on Friday. 33 weeks pregnant on Friday. And I am definitely feeling it. I don't feel any bigger. I am bigger. But I don't feel any bigger. But wow, this baby has taken to kicking all times of the day. Which is really lovely. It's really nice to feel her so much. Sorry, I was yawning then. Um, it's really lovely to feel her. But I can't sit. I am I am quite the sloucher. And she's definitely got my back on that one. Because she gets stuck under my rib cage And then wants me to move. I'm literally sitting up as I speak to you now. And then when I sit on my birthing ball. She sits so deep. And really presses on my bladder. Which is, is fun. Yeah, fun times. Um... But yeah, so this week I'm 33 weeks on Friday. The midwife is coming next week. She's actually coming next week to our house, which I think is a like a, a session too early. But she was like, nothing about you worries me in your pregnancy. So I'm just going to come over to your house. We'll talk birth plans and um, all that kind of stuff. I think because I've been asking her so many questions about birth plans, my options, um, the hospital the number of pools is concerning me, all that kind of stuff. Um, she, she, I think maybe she's being amazing and just wanting to put my mind at ease, which is the best. So yeah, she's going to come over to the house on Tuesday next week and um, it just means we won't have any time constraints and I can ply her with coffee and tea <laughs> and cake. 
Um, and also Hendrik will be here, which is great. So Hendrik, for the first time, has actually taken the day. Um, he was meant to be flying, but he's allowed two days off um, or two to cancel two flights or for them to find replacements, obviously, but um, for him to cancel or call in and say, um, no, I want to attend this appointment. And he has he's only ever been to one appointment with me. So it'll be really nice to have him here because it's important for him to talk about birth plans because actually I really like a home birth as you know but my main concern is Hendrik um so I would like him to talk to the midwife and actually get some facts from the midwife and just get his mind put at ease especially because he hasn't been able to come to many NCT classes uh, well actually he's been to one I've got one tonight I don't think he's going to make it though because he is absolutely exhausted he was on a late night flight last night and he got back at 3am this morning and then tomorrow he's on another deep night flight he he won't be home until I don't think four or five so he's in a bit of a horrible schedule at the moment oh sorry I am yawning I hope I'm not making you yawn as you listen to this as well <laughs> um so that'll be really nice for him to join on that I've been really enjoying the NCT sessions. Uh, the last one we had, though, we found out some pretty shocking information, which I'm going to share with you because I think you should know. If you are pregnant, um, apparently it's painless, so don't freak out, but you know that there will be bleeding, or you may know by now that there will be bleeding after you've given birth. Um, for... Up to six weeks, they say, and but the, it, within the first couple of days, we were given this chart of what to expect, what's normal. But within the first couple of days, it's very normal for you to pass a couple, like one or two clots, blood clots. Now, we're not talking small blood clots here, we're talking the size of a small orange blood clots. Yeah, shocking. Um, and you want to preferably get them checked out as normal by your midwife. I'm going to talk to my midwife about that because I'm not entirely sure how one goes about keeping that and storing that. Obviously, you're going to be wearing massive pants with a massive pad or pants with integral pads. I don't know, but I would like to find out from my midwife how I'm meant to store that because if she's not with me or isn't coming around on the day, what am I meant to do? Put it in a jam jar and put it in the fridge? Like a beetroot? I really don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I told the girls on retreat this, and they, they're all quite a bit younger than me, maybe five or so years, and um, yeah, they were shocked. Shocked. As was I, as I think were all the men who were sitting around the table at the same time in the NCT session, and all of us women. So yeah, that was quite a shocking discovery in our NCT class. But we also talked about postnatal depression, which is something I would really like to talk about on the podcast. Um, so if you know of or if you did suffer or do suffer with postnatal depression, I'd really love to talk to you about it because um, it's a massive thing which is very unspoken about, I think. We just don't talk about it. And I'm, um, I want to be very aware of it. Um, I think if you go into it knowing your character and knowing that maybe this might be something you may suffer with um, is actually beneficial, especially with your partners or anyone around you knowing about it. Um, but yeah, 
um, we spoke about that in NCT, which was actually really helpful, and it was that kind of side of things I was not expecting to cover in NCT, so I was really, really grateful to um, gain a little bit of more information about that, and know what to look out for, and know the signs, and know who to contact, know who to reach out to, um, so that was really good. But I'll move on from NCT, because I don't want this to be a waffling subject, but I have had a lot of you reach out as to say, you know, is NCT really any good? Should I go? Should I not go? In my experience, I have learnt some bits that I was not expecting to learn. I don't know if I told you this last week, but we also did nappy changing, learnt kind of how to clean them. Um, the only thing I haven't really looked at, um, but I, I think because I wasn't there for the first session, I possibly missed out in asking these questions or asking to cover it, but I don't really know how to hold lots of different holds for baby. I know that's probably a really simple thing that your mum can show you or, you know, someone close to you can show you and you figure out probably. But I'm not really very comfortable holding babies. I think I've probably held about two or three babies in my life. One of them is this beanbag filled baby that we have at NCT. <laughs> so I think I'm going to ask her tonight uh, about that. But yeah, we will see. Maybe not. Our, our lady's being assessed this evening, so maybe she won't want me to ask that question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll ask her at the end. Uh, we're also having a, on Thursday, we've got our final NCT session, which is a breastfeeding session, which will be really interesting. I'm really, really looking forward to that. It's um, from 10 till 1, so it's quite a long session. So hopefully a lot of my questions about when is it okay to express, baby confusing nipple for teat on a bottle. I've got loads of questions around that. There's so much conflicting advice, which if you've been reading online, you probably will have heard about too. Uh... I have also been getting quite creative this week. I'm changing tack quite quickly, but I have also been getting quite creative. Over the last few weeks, actually, you've probably seen dinosaurs and elephants and whales being made out of felt. Um, and I just want to highlight something there because I got a DM from a girl um, saying, where could she buy the things? I was like, no, I made them. You can't buy them, but why don't you make them? And I think she was a little bit concerned about baby getting hold of them, pulling out the stuffing, and then maybe choking on the stuffing. Now, obviously, with all of these things, I think any toys, anything you make, you need to be supervising baby at all times, especially in the beginning, to see what they show interest in, what they want to be doing to these animals, <laughs> or, you know, if they show interest in trying to rip them apart, or that kind of thing, anything is to be played with under supervision. I think that goes for all toys, whether you buy them or make them. So I just wanted to make that clear. I'm definitely not saying, oh yeah, make this for your baby and then leave it with them. Um, definitely not. So I just wanted to cover that off. But I have also been making um, these little teether thingies and pram thingies to hang from the pram or our, we've got like a Nuna leaf. It's like a baby bouncer, basically, but it, it swings from side to side like a leaf. Um, and I've been making those. And I looked online to go and see if I could buy some, and they were so expensive. Anyway, I bought all of the beads in a box, um, and the wooden teether, food-grade teether um, bits, and made them myself. And they look fantastic, and I love them. And I've probably made three or four four, I've made four, just looking around the nursery now, I've made four, and I still have 
over half the box of beads and things left, which is really nice because it means that when my friends' babies, friends have their babies, I might be able to get creative and make them a little something, which will be really nice. Plus, it was half the price. So it's just little hacks like that that is very good to know, very handy to know. My friend, I am very impressed with my friend. My friend's um, husband is making their cot. Katie, this is your husband, if you're listening. I am so impressed. So, so impressed. I think that's such a lovely thing to do and so nice. So good on you, Katie's hubby. Good on you. Which brings me to some nursery essentials. Um, I am sitting in my nursery right now and I wanted to share with you what I kind of feel are things that I consider an essential. Now, I know that what I consider an essential won't be what you consider an essential, but I also think that essential for me means comfort for me as well as baby. So I'm in a very lucky position where I can um, treat myself as well to comforting things so I can be comfortable when I'm in the room and feeding. Um, And also, you know, changing nappies. I don't feel like I've quite got my changing station right because when we were kind of doing the baby um, washing of the bum and the eyes and things like that, we were doing it with like a little bit of a um, bowl of warm water and some cotton wool. Now, I don't plan on using cotton wool, I don't think, but it would require some kind of water to be nearby and there's no sink in this room. Every time I change a baby, I don't want to have to go and put baby on the floor in the bathroom because the towels are really cold and my changing table isn't very long. Um, so I feel like I need something, somewhere, to put water on that's away from the basket, my changing basket. Anyway, I need to figure that one out. I'm not too sure how I'm going to do that yet. Um, but if anyone's got any creative ideas, I would love, love, love to know. Um, because, yeah, we're not planning on using wet wipes, so they will need to be dampened with water. And it's just where I safely put that water so it doesn't go and spill everywhere. <laughs> um, so, yeah, in my nursery, I'm just going to take you around the nursery and um, tell you what I feel are kind of essentials. And maybe not so much essentials, but you'll get the gist and you'll be able to decipher what you feel is an essential to you and what isn't. And you'll probably be able to judge me as well and think, Emma, that is not an essential. You are going all out on the baby thing here. If you need to rein it in, that's fine too. Please feel free to tell me. Um, Or maybe not. Maybe don't. Actually, maybe don't tell me. (laughs) Maybe don't tell me. Okay, so the first thing, which I found an absolute bargain, is we have a chest of drawers. So it's a, you might have seen it on Instagram. I'm going to try and take some more photos and do a little tour as well. Um, I'm going to be doing some YouTube videos, so you're definitely going to see lots of the nursery on those YouTube videos. So I found a um, chest of drawers, which is quite narrow, and because we haven't got the biggest room, a lot a lot bigger than a lot of people's, but um, it it would need it needed to go by the door, so we didn't have a huge amount of room um, and width. So I found a quite a nice thin um, chest of drawers, and I found it on Facebook Marketplace. It was a lady's, an older lady's chest of drawers, and she had it in her laundry room. It's kind of a dark uh, wood, which is the theme I was going for in here. And it cost me twenty five pounds. Woohoo! Bargain. I mean, 
so many of these actual changing tables, the minute you call anything to do with baby, I feel like the price goes sky high. So when I was looking at changing tables, I was thinking, are you joking me? £99 for basically a chest of drawers. Are you actually kidding? So I was really pleased that I found this. I changed the handles on the chest of drawers. They were kind of silver. I've now got these really cute little white clouds and then black circles um, handles on the changing table. It's a good height for Hendrik. It's a little bit high for me, but to be honest, I really don't mind. It's not a big deal. I'm. It's. It's not like I'm reaching up to change my baby. I'm still reaching down, but it's good for Hendrik and. I'm I'm liking, I'm hoping he's going to do lots of nappies. He's definitely not going to do lots of nappies. I'll just clear that one up now. <laughs> but it's my hope. It's my hope. And then on top of that, I have this beautiful changing basket. So, um, again, the whole plastic thing, I really wanted to avoid buying anything coated in plastic. or, um, And I know it's very practical to have something you can wipe down, something you can clean really easily, but... Uh, it just wasn't something that I wanted to purchase. So I've had this beautiful basket and with the basket I bought two liners. They're just cotton liners. You could make them yourself. A couple of them are quilted and then I did stock up and buy two more. I think I bought them from Mothercare actually. Yeah, I'm pretty unethical but um, I did buy them from Mothercare um, because I thought then if you change, you spill something, you can just chuck that in the washing machine and then it's easy and done so instead of wiping things down I will just wash things and what else so yeah that's um the chest of drawers and the changing table on the top couple of drawers I actually went to Ikea and I bought some um some drawer uh compartment things I don't actually know if they're gonna work but the top drawer is the top drawer is going to be full of the reusable diapers um, coconut oil for kind of nappy rash and that kind of stuff, baby bits and um, bobs, um, cheeky wipes, which will be the wipes that uh, we clean baby off with. What else will be in there? Um, yeah, so that'll kind of be the drawer that you pull out to then change baby. And then the clothes, I guess. We're also lucky in this room we have a huge wardrobe, which actually is only in here because I can't get it out. <laughs> um, so, and if I got it out, there would be nowhere to put it. And we will eventually need a wardrobe when we, when baby gets older. So we're just keeping it in here, but we have lots of storage. Right now it's crammed with the pram, the bassinet, because that takes up so much room. And all the pram bits that you get when you buy your pram, like the, um, the next level seat. Um, I've got all the rain covers in there, all that kind of stuff, so that is in the wardrobe. And then I bought a long mirror because I haven't, and this obviously isn't an essential, I'm just going to clarify that, I'm literally just looking around our nursery. I bought a long mirror because I haven't had one. I haven't had one, my room at my mum's has one and that's it. I haven't had one in a very long time and I really did just want a long mirror, mainly to check my outfits. <laughs> I haven't been able to do that in a while um, and also it reflects the light from the window across the room so it makes the room feel a lot bigger and brighter. On to the next essential. I actually bought a couple of rugs which I feel are essentials in our room. We have cream carpet and one of my friends said make sure you put a rug underneath your changing table 
And I thought this was fantastic advice because, of course, if you drop something or if baby suddenly wants to do a pee, and apparently girls' babies can do quite explosive pees um, when you're changing them because of the change in temperature, it could go on the carpet. And I didn't want to end up... And also footfall, if you're, if you're standing by the changing table a lot of the time, you don't want to have to change your entire carpet at some point. Um, to then avoid having kind of marks in the carpet. So I got a rug. It's from Maison du Monde. Um, it's just kind of plain. It's a it's a bit white, but off-coloured white um, and blues because we've got quite a bluey tint in this room. Um, we went for a blue blind in this room when we were originally renovating, so I've kind of used that colour to go off. Um, Hendrik says the nursery isn't bright enough. He came in and was like, oh, we're having a go. Why isn't it bright and vibrant? So I need to do something to make it a little bit brighter. I'm thinking a bright piece of artwork or something, um, which will brighten it up a little bit. Maybe a brighter frame, which might brighten it up because it's. It, I have gone for dark wood frames in here. Um, so, yeah. But again, that is not an essential. Pictures, definitely not an essential. Um onto the cot. So the cot was very exciting. The cot arrived yesterday, so I'm really excited about this. So Moki kindly sent us um, a cot, and I just want to clarify, no um, monies have been exchanged. I'm not being paid for this at all. Um, I am doing this because I approached Moki um, because they are a fantastic, I think they're a great company. My friend Lisa put me onto Moki. She bought a Moki cot. They're a little bit smaller than normal. They are um, 120 by 60, so they fit. They're just that little bit smaller. I think a normal cot is 140 by 70, um, but this is 160 by, no, sorry, 120 by 60, and it just sits in the room a lot better than the bigger ones. Um, it's a really beautiful colour, although Hendrik's not so keen, but I adore it. It's a stone teal colour. It has lots of different mattress height settings. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, I think seven. Seven different mattress height settings. And then also you can make it into a toddler bed. So you can take one side off, drop the mattress all the way down, um, which you would do anyway the minute baby can sit up by themselves. Um, and then you put this extra little bar on and it's a toddler bed which I think is fantastic. It's not an extendable one or anything too fancy, but just means it lasts baby a little bit longer or, um, yeah, a little bit longer. Or you could even make it into like a little sofa-y thing. <laughs> um, but no, it's really, really lovely. It was very easy to put together. Very easy. It didn't take me long at all. And they are sending us um, a natural mattress um, to go in as well. So it takes a 10 centimeter deep mattress um and I don't you don't have to worry about because it's not a normal size will it fit other mattresses there are loads of mattresses out there the little green sheet make a mattress that fits um the cot as well and um sheets obviously you don't have to worry there's plenty of people that sell sheets out there um for 120 I'm going to come on to bedding um afterwards but yeah the cot was really easy to put together very, very easy, very straightforward, um, and aside from there being one little screw which um, had lost its thread, 
So they're sending me a new screw, but they were great about that. It looks fantastic and I'm really, really happy about it. And I'm sure our little one will be super, super comfortable. Moki do um, also loads of accessories for your cot. So you can have like your changing unit on top of your cot, which is such a good idea. So they provide like a, a thing that sits on top of the cot. If you've got a really small room and you can't have a separate changing table. They also do things that hang off the side of the cot. Um, they do these felt bars that go over the top. So when your baby starts to teethe and stand up and teethe, I think they can bite on these things and also just helps protect um, any bumps or scratches but it's really well finished it's very light very easy and yeah I'm really happy with it so thank you so much Moki and check them out I will tag them in um, the show notes and they are also on my Instagram uh, where you can see how I built it I didn't do a like a video of it but you can see I built it um, and how simple it was on the highlight section under Beanie's room. Um, okay, what else? So the baby um, spinner thing, what's it called? Baby mobile to go above the cot. I actually made that and I'm really proud of it. I'm looking at it now, I'm really proud of it. I bought a music box from Amazon, which just does, um, I think it's Braham's, Braham's, Braham's lullaby, which is like your typical baby lullaby. And then sewed a big felt cloud, a star, a moon, um, an aeroplane, a hot air balloon, and filled them all with um, old material and hung it off a, what is that called, like a haberdashery ring, I guess. Um, I used the same thing when I made a dream catcher, so it's like that wooden circle thing. Anyway, I will take pictures and I will show you once it's hung. Hendrik has yet to hang it, but yeah, that is our above the cot mobile. We've obviously got the beautiful one that Flenstead Mobile sent us. Um, that's hanging over the changing unit so baby can look up, um, because that's where baby will be to start with when they like seeing lots of geometrical type shapes, so I thought that would be really nice there. Um, on to bedding and sheeting. So often when you get a natural um, mattress, you don't have a mattress cover that you can take off. don't really understand why, but just seems to be that way. If you have a foam mattress, normally I think, I think there's a cover that you can unzip and put in the washing machine. But with a natural one um, made of like coir or um, like coconut fuzz, um, then I don't think you can take the cover off. So the Little Green Sheep have sent us mattress protectors and they've actually sent us ma mattress protectors for the cot and also for our crib, which is very exciting. It hasn't yet arrived, but very exciting. Um, and they have also sent us um, some fitted sheets and they are just such a beautiful, beautiful brand. Um, really just focusing all of her love and attention onto what your baby is sleeping on and breathing in. So everything that, what I love so much about their mattress protectors is you know when you go to somewhere like Ikea and you get a mattress protector and you put it on the bed and you get on, it then crinkles and you can hear it and it rustles underneath you and it, you can feel that it's waterproof and you can feel that it's almost not breathable. And I kind of think, what's the point in having a breathable mattress when you're going to put a waterproof mattress protector on top, um, which is like plasticky and surely that stops the breathability of the mattress. Maybe I'm very wrong there, but in my mind, 
I see that that would, I feel like that would stop the breathability of the um, mattress. So what's so lovely about the green sheet ones is they're still 100% waterproof. They're made of super, super soft cotton um, and they're really absorbent, keep everything dry, but they do not one bit feel like they have any kind of waterproof ability. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. I don't really understand how they do it, but it just feels like absolute beautiful, beautiful cotton and it's soft and it's it's not rustly. Um, they're so lovely. They do them for all sizes of cribs and cots and Moses baskets and um, I think they even do toddler bed ones as well. So they, they go quite big as well. Um, but they also have anti-dust mite barriers in them. And they use certified materials. They've won loads of awards with mother and baby. Um, I think that's what I can tell you about them. I mean, they are just... I was really shocked when I opened the box. And it's actually a lovely cardboard box. They don't really use any plastic. Um, apart from, I think, the plastic tape or something that was on the side. But I was really shocked when I opened it and I saw their mattress barrier. And I have now since gone and bought... Um, a second match protector and some more sheets um, for both my cot and uh, pram. <laughs> so I have definitely um, purchased quite a bit from them, but they are absolutely fantastic. So definitely go and check them out. They're called the Little Green Sheep. Um, I think they're uh, the same or partnered with Snooze, um, but it's their organic cotton range because I don't think Snooze is, um, or Snuzz, I'm not sure how you say it, or Snuzz is organic cotton. Um, but they are really beautiful. They do lovely um, cotton blankets, 100% organic cotton blankets as well. So I would definitely, um, yeah, have a look at them if you're looking for sheets. And they're very reasonably priced. I think the mattress protectors that I bought um, were £12.95, I think. And the sheets, I think I got two cot sheets for £27 and two Moses basket sheets for, or pram sheets for, I want to say £24, I think. It was about that, £24. And it's free next day delivery. So if you order by 3pm, they'll send them straight through to you the next day. So literally within like five minutes of ordering, I got a parcel force note saying, your order will be delivered tomorrow. So I was really, really impressed. That covers bedding. Um, I mean, it doesn't really. If you are listening to the um, baby first aid, Liz was talking a little bit about sleep. And I am really hoping that I'm going to have sleep experts uh, from um, the Grow Company on the podcast in the next few weeks. I'm really, really hoping that I'm going to be able to pull that off for you guys um, because I know that with this heat, everyone's a little bit unsure of how to put their baby down. I mean, I know I would be, and certainly in our NCT class, we were all very, what do we put our baby down in? Um, and I know that I've got my cot all ready to go, but obviously you don't have to have your cot all ready to go to start with, especially if you're going to be co-sleeping or sleeping with your baby in the room for six months. We're really hoping that we will be able to uh, bring baby into her room very soon. Otherwise, Hendrik and I just will not be together at all because of his work. Co-sleeping is out of the picture. It's just not an option. Um, 
And really, unless I sleep in another room with baby, it's not an option either. I think someone's testing their house alarm. I apologise for that. It was happening earlier as well. Um, but So sorry if you can hear that. But yeah, I mean, so if you're looking for sheets and bedding, definitely um, you want to get it for your pram, I guess. Um, a mattress protector as well for your pram mattress. If you don't have a mattress cover, I know my Jules pram doesn't have a removable cover. I don't think that I can wash. Maybe I'm wrong in that, but I don't think it does. You might be able to put the whole thing in the wash, I don't know, but um, I need to look at it. But I'm definitely um, going to use the mattress protector on there and uh, also in the crib of course I will link in the green sheet obviously in the show notes and um, but go and have a look so what else as I look around my um, essentials okay so I have a plant now you may be thinking that's definitely not an essential and it probably isn't but we have a lot of plants in this house, a lot of plants to help clean the air. I think because of the amount of renovations that we did, I was very aware of paint toxins being left in the house still, even though we used very low v VCO, I think it is. If you're painting your nursery, you definitely want to look into that. Um, and the minimum amount of time you want to do it before baby goes in the nursery. But we have a lot of plants, so I've put a plant, um, I can't remember what it's called, it's gone out of my head, but... Went to our local garden centre. If you're local to Exeter, definitely go to Ottery St Mary Garden Centres. They're absolutely brilliant and they're so helpful in there. But I got one which cleans the air um, and that is next to the baby's cot and it's also fine. Obviously, I'm sure some of you are thinking, oh, you don't want baby to be eating that. No, obviously I don't want baby to be eating that. But the minute baby can walk or show interest in that plant, it will either go up or it will move so don't panic baby will not be ingesting said plant it doesn't have any flowers it's purely leaves and they're rubber leaves so they're very difficult to rip or eat um, without me noticing so don't stress about that people I also have a rug underneath the cot this is probably just out of my comfort and desire and what I would like it to look like actually but it's a circular rug it was to kind of soften all the squares that we've and rectangles that we've got going on in the nursery anyway another essential um i have a chair i have a nursing chair this is my ikea chair hack which um is still yet to be turned into a rocking chair but greg if you're listening which i'm sure you're definitely not that's your job mate matey boy so um I bought a 179 high pound high back chair from Ikea in like a beigey colour because I felt like that was the best colour for milk stains. <laughs> um, and my friend Greg is going to turn it into a rocking chair for me, hopefully. And then I made, which I probably made a bit too big, but I have made another one, so I'll probably switch them over. But I made a big puff in... Um, blue starry material and how I made that is on my Instagram highlights so um, yeah you can look at that too I do love my puff it's not the most sturdy I'll need to see how it actually works uh, when I need to push off it to rock myself um, it may not it may I think it's a bit big <laughs> but it's still lovely to sit on and I think it'll be really nice in baby's room when she wants to play around with a a puff <laughs> but I did think I think I overdid a little bit and went a bit big um what else have we got in here that's it actually oh another essential I was going to say was a laundry bag I haven't got it yet I'm thinking about making it that's why but 
if you have, you know, soiled um, uh, clothes, baby clothes, or your clothes yourself, you just want to be able to chuck them in a basket, right, or a bag or something. So I'm probably going to make just a big um, laundry basket that hangs on the back of the door. Currently we have our dresses and suits on the back of the door, which we never ever wear because we are not a dresses and suits kind of couple. Um, but they'll have to go into the wardrobe somewhere. And um, I can put a laundry basket on the back. Uh, what else is an essential in here? I think that was it on the nursery essentials. Um, if I've missed anything, you should definitely tell me what I've missed because I'm clearly unaware of it. Um, I will come on to sleeping, baby sleeping in another room, in another podcast fairly soon because I am talking again to some people about that, but there's something I also want to share with you. So um, I will come back to that at a slightly later stage. Mum essentials, however, I guess an in-between a mum and a baby essentials is also how you're going to carry your baby. Now, I mentioned previously in a podcast a couple of weeks ago for Nessie, um, a beautiful baby wearing brand that specialise in wraps and they do these beautiful wraps which are lovely from a newborn stage. But also, and I'm sure most of you have heard about the Ergo Baby um, baby carriers, so Ergo Baby have sent us a um, their new Omni 360, and I actually have the one which is mesh. So I have what's it called? Yeah, Cool Air Mesh. Um, because I I got it when it was so hot, but also because we were thinking about going on holiday, um, and I always thought, well, you can extra layer your baby. Um, and it's also about you being cool. So I get quite hot, especially in the winter when I'm wearing lots of coats and things. So I wanted to stay cool and the ability to just have that airflow. But the thing I love so much about the Ergo Baby is that it comes in the teeniest, tiniest of pouches to store it in. And I think that's amazing because some of these things are ginormous and everything actually to do with baby and travelling is ginormous. So to have something that actually fits in a pouch <laughs> that you can put and just tuck somewhere into your nursery bag is absolutely fantastic. Um, this I got in a very neutral colour. Um, it's like a ice blue, but like quite a dark ice blue. Um, cold blue. I don't know, what do they call it actually? What, what colour do they call this? Um, can't see it, can't see it. Oh, Oxford blue. They call it the Oxford Blue um, because I wanted Hendrik to be able to wear it with all his fashionista outfits and his his clothes. <laughs> um, so with this one, you can put the baby facing into you, facing out from you, on your hip and also on your back, which is amazing. All those different ones. And it lasts you from £7, which, unless your baby is a preemie, it probably, possibly, will be around the £7 mark, um, up to £45, which is 20 kilograms. Now, I don't know that many people that will still be carrying their baby at 20 kilograms. I'm not sure I will. I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Maybe 20 kilograms isn't that much. I don't know. I would say it is. <laughs> um... 
but yeah, check them out. If you're if you haven't come across Ergo Baby already, definitely have a look at them and um they've got tons of different ones. But if you're looking for something that is not a wrap and more robust and, and kind of maybe you go hiking or something, not saying you can't hike in a wrap, but you can. But wraps are just so lovely from the really, really newborn stage, whereas maybe your husband doesn't feel comfortable wearing a wrap, mine doesn't. Um, which is why I got my wrap in coral colour, because I knew it would only be me. But um, maybe your husband wants to wear something a little bit more uh, solid. Um, so, yeah, give Ergo Baby a look. Give them a look. Okay, now, Mum Essentials. Now we have bridged the gap between nursery and Mum Essentials. I've got a few Mum Essentials. Well, actually, actually... But I mean, kind of one and a half, because <laughs> the other is a baby essential. So, midwife, my expert midwife. In fact, you've probably heard of Spritz for Bits. So if you're listening, you have probably heard of Spritz for Bits by my expert midwife, which is run by two ladies, and they are absolutely saving women's lives, basically, with this Spritz for Bits product. You, my friend, after she had her baby, Ginny, if you're listening, Ginny, that's you, um... She said to me, do not go to the loo without spritz for bits. So it says, apply directly to effective, affected areas after childbirth or spray on a tissue or soak on a maternity pad and reapply as required. A tingling sensation is to be expected, but you may notice pain or burning. Okay, if you do, then definitely stop using that. Um, but it is for after childbirth to ease the lovely great discomfort that we're all going to have. Um, it's soothing, it's got lavender, tea tree, witch hazel. Oh, definitely pop it in your um, hospital bag. So there's spritz for bits and then there is also the peri peri your bits. Now, if there's any men watching, definitely do this for your wives. I mean, Hendrik, he's, he's definitely said no. <laughs> But I think it's because I feel quite uncomfortable about him doing that as well. Feels a little bit odd. Um, but peri-peri your bits is for when you reach the 34-week point of your pregnancy. And we do our perineum massage. So helping to reduce the risk um, of tearing. Which, again, we chatted in NCT and was one of our mum's main worries uh, was about tearing. So it's infused with avocado, grapeseed, and sweet almond oil and improves skin elasticity and just helps you to soothe that area and to basically stretch that area. The other thing that they put in my little bag, so I think they sent me the gift set if anyone's looking to um, get it, is No Harm Nipple Balm. So I've actually got these um, nip silver nipple covers, which I'm going to give a try, but I also really wanted to have some nipple balm just in case they don't work. And also, I mean, they're probably, they, they possibly, maybe I won't have them and maybe my nipples will become really chapped. I don't know. But it's got medical grade um, lanolin. I always struggle trying to say that. So it's safe for using um, with your baby and you don't have to take it off whilst you're breastfeeding. Um, and they won loads of mum and baby awards this year for their bits and pieces and then the last thing they sent me is the fantastic skin elastic which I've just run out of my bio oil so this is best timing ever vitamin e enriched almond oil 
grapefruit oil, um, argan oil to help moisturise and the tight skin. But one thing that you get with this is it really helps to promote bowel movement. Now, as you get later in your pregnancy, you may find you get more and more constipated. You may find it goes the other way. I seem to fluctuate between really constipated and really the other way. So I honestly have no idea. But I'm really intrigued to try that out and actually see if it helps regulate or if it just kind of eases when I go through my constipation stages. So check them out. My Expert Midwife, I think you can buy it in most places actually, um, but they've got their own website that you can buy off and I think you can get it in Boots now. I'm not too sure, but um, possibly. And then one thing that I have bought... Um, so I bought these off Scandiborn. If you haven't come across that website, this isn't a push for Scandiborn. It was just because I found them on their website. Um, it's a beautiful website. I wanted to get some high um, premium organic coconut oil. So I went for the brand Coco, Cocoso, Cocoso Baby, um, which is a head-to-toe um, organic coconut oil for baby's skin. And obviously yours if you want it. But I also bought, um, it wasn't the coconut oil I was originally going to go for, but I was looking for, in my reducing plastic, I was looking for a hairbrush that was made of wood and natural bristles. I was also looking for toe clippers, uh, nail clippers, which were um, made of wood or had a wood handle at least. That I have failed on and I have had to buy some ones with a plastic holder. I guess it's so you don't slip. I guess it's all health and safety, but I was a bit disappointed I couldn't find any with wood um, that were made of wood and metal rather than plastic and metal. So if anyone knows of any, please let me know and I'll send my horrible plasticky ones back. But I got a natural hairbrush and it's got its nice little own pouch. And then I also got a natural bath sponge, which when you get it, it's really weird. It's completely solid um, because it's made of plant fibres. But it's natural, it's fully biodegradable. So when you chuck it, they say to change it um, between one and three months so when you do chuck it it means you're not throwing away something that's not going to biodegrade so I was really pleased with these little purchases for baby but I would say they're quite essential to have a little baby sponge um, unless you're going to use cotton wool and to have a little hairbrush if they've got cradle cap uh, one of the tricks apparently is to put coconut oil on their head and then um, just gently rub it with a natural bristled brush and just soothe it. Um, don't pick it, I have been told. Don't pick cradle cap. <laughs> um, so yeah, they are all the essentials that I wanted to share with you in this podcast today. So next week's podcast um, is going to be... I'm really hoping, because so many of you have been asking for it, I am just waiting on a couple more bits of information so I get this right for you, but I'm really, really hoping it's going to be a nappy podcast. So it's going to be, we're going to look at um, degradable options, but mainly reusables, because I've decided I'm giving this a go. This is happening. I'm going to give it a go. The nappy that I put on my dummy baby at my NCT class was a reusable. So, a Bambino Mia reusable. So I'm going to give it a try. So, next week, there have been so many of you asking about nappies um, and how to go about doing it. And it seems really overwhelming. And yes, it is overwhelming. 
um, but I'm going to do this and we're going to do it together and it's going to be fine and it's going to be great. So that is going to come <laughs> next week, I hope, fingers crossed. But I hope this has been really helpful to you. I hope I've given you a couple of guides where brands are concerned. I have done so much research into the brands that I've shared with you. It has not just been people who have sent me lots of stuff in the hope that I will put it on the podcast. It's not like that at all. I am honestly sharing this stuff with you because I think I found the best of the best. Um, if you feel like there's a brand that I haven't mentioned and you really think, oh, they're really, really good. Emma would love those. Everyone would love that. Please let me know. And um, I will try and find out some more information and share it with you. But yeah, rest assured, this is not just people sending me stuff and me putting it on the podcast. I have approached them because I have researched and researched and researched and researched and read hundreds and thousands of reviews on what um, is good and what is not. So yeah, stick with me on this. And trust me, I have your best... Um, best interests at heart, I promise. And can we just say how tiny baby clothes are? It's ridiculous. So for the first time I actually ordered some baby clothes, I succumbed to um, some very intense marketing across my social media, which I'm sure you've all seen the brand as well, uh, Baby Mori, and I bought some rather expensive pieces, but I just fell in love with them, and they're cotton and bamboo, and they're so cute um I did buy them I did buy them this isn't a push um but they are lovely and they are so tiny I bought a mixture of newborn and then naught to three months because I still can't I still don't understand how I can have such a small baby and I'm like oh my I bet my baby's gonna skip the newborn I bet it's gonna go straight to zero to three months so I got like two things newborn and the rest well I actually only bought four things so the other two in zero to three months but then my friend said to me yesterday she was like my baby was tiny baby first then newborn then zero to three months so who knows I have no tiny baby stuff absolutely no tiny baby stuff so <laughs> might have to do a quick rush to somewhere at some point um if I am gonna have a tiny baby but I can't see how I could have a tiny baby I feel ginormous anyway I'm gonna leave you there I can't believe I have actually been chatting for an hour almost um, I think I'm going to go and take the doggy for a walk. It's a nice overcast day today, so it's quite cool. In fact, my husband is downstairs wearing a jumper and trousers. I feel like he's either coming down with something incredibly tired or hasn't been outside because it's actually not that cold outside. And then I've got my NCT this evening at 7 o'clock, which I'm really looking forward to. So I will fill you in on that next week. And I'll also fill you in on my midwife thing next week because when I speak to you next, it'll be... Well, when I record the podcast, it'll be Tuesday, and that's when I'm seeing my midwife, so I will record the podcast in the afternoon. I am trying to also decide if I put this up as a bonus one, or I save it for a rainy day when I need, and I don't have time to record a podcast for you, but when I was on retreat, um, the girls and I recorded a podcast. It's only a 20-minute podcast, but they were asking me a couple of questions, really lovely questions actually, mainly based around friendship, and when your um, different friendship groups have babies... Um, and you're the oldest in a friendship group, how do you feel, that kind of stuff. But it was me being questioned for once, which I didn't like very much. <laughs> um, but it was really nice, and it was nice having them on the podcast. So I will I will probably share that as a bonus episode, because I can't keep it under wraps for long, and 
Um, I've got so much to share with you over the next couple of weeks because I know a lot of you are due around the same time as I am. And I know a lot of you are also kind of starting to look into nursery bits and pieces and some of these things do take a while to come. So yeah, heads up on the Moki crib actually. The Moki stuff can take quite a long time to come. So do make sure you've got that um, covered. Okay, I will see you next week. I hope you all have a lovely week. And if anyone's got any questions, always, always reach out to me on social media, just Emma Jolin. That's Emma and then J-A-U-L-I-N. Or mumtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on the Facebook page. I will respond to you. I never check it, but I will. Um, And I will respond to you. Okay, I will see you next week. Lots of love to you all. Take care. Be careful in the heat, pregnant ladies. Lots of love. Bye.